you kind of think naively, oh, everything will be all right. Yeah. It'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think everybody thinks all the time. It's like, oh, you know, things will work it out. It won't happen to me. All these mm. like horrible tragedies are really rare. Mm. You're not really told about them as as parents, as new new parents to be. Nobody says like, oh, well, there's, there's these risks. But nobody says, well, the risks could mean your baby dies. Nobody says that. Nobody says those words. Welcome along. It is the Still Parents Podcast, episode 46, live from the Still Parents Podcast studio, which has been finished for a, a couple of months now, and you can tell that because it's, it's, it's getting more and more messy, by the way. <laughs> oh, i still got the same bottle of water I left in here from last Sunday when I walked back in tonight. Well, to be fair, no, one's, my, no one's been here. That's my, that's my fault. Evening, Matt. How are you? I'm not too bad. You okay? Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm all right. You made me very self-aware today on one of the groups we got on WhatsApp because we got a charity football game next, next Sunday. And uh, checked some messages today. There was Nate Ellis, who who we've had on this show plenty of times before. All right, lads, just finished the eight-mile run. Got my new boots getting delivered tomorrow. I'm fighting fit for the match. I'm thinking, oh, no. Matt pipes up. All right, lads, just done a ten-mile run. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I pipe up. Morning, lads. Just had a bacon sandwich. How are you, Ryan? You okay? Not too bad, thank you. Welcome along. Thank you very much to everyone who's watching on the live stream. If you'd like to drop us a message at any point during the show, we would love you to do so. If you're listening to this, which I know most people do afterwards, because it is a Sunday night after all, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you can drop us a message on our Instagram, Still Parents Podcast. We've got our new website, stillparentspodcast.co.uk. If there's anything you'd like to say about any of the episodes or um, any question for Roy, who we're going to speak to in a second, you should be able to see him on the screen, actually, if you are watching live then uh, please do so and we'll be able to tackle those either tonight if you get at, at us live or on our next show. So with that in mind, how, um, well, let's, let's welcome our guest this evening for episode 46. It is Roy Prestwich. Evening, Roy. Hello. Hello. Where, whereabouts are you, by the way? Uh, I could be anywhere, but I'm in Sheffield right now. <laughs> <laughs> down, uh, yeah, down, pit. Down, down pit. Down uh, pit. Yeah. <laughs> You're down the pit, Roy. Yeah. yeah. I could be saying I could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I could have made up some exotic locations. But... Yeah. <laughs> That's where the Full Monty was based. In. That's so, do, right. It do, is. Is, th- is that quite annoying being from Sheffield? Because I've had this um, aimed at me before with someone I knew from Sheffield. And I went, oh, it's Full Monty, isn't it? And he went, oh, just piss off, will you? That's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> That's what mentioned. Honest, it's the first time that I've ever I've ever even heard that. I've lived in Sheffield for about 15 years now. Oh, okay. okay. At least actual. we know we're safe and he ain't going to get naked. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> However, Roy, there's no guarantee we won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> strange, strange start to the show. <laughs> Sheffield's a nice city as well, to be fair. Spent a long time up there, Ponds Forge, mostly. And uh, oh, what, what, what? Ponds Forge, which is the... You um, just made that word up? <laughs> no, it's the... Uh, <laughs> It's the massive swimming centre. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the big What's the big shopping mall in Sheffield as well? So I drive I drive past there on the way to my sister's in Huddersfield. Is that Meadowhall? Even I know that. Uh, is it Meadowhall? Yeah, I've forgotten what it is. Meadowhall. And possessed. you've got uh, the Crucible, haven't you? In Sheffield, Crucible. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are big locations of well, Sheffield. Well, there you well, go. And the tra- and the travelling over the road as well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this isn't the Still Parents podcast tonight. This is Dan, Matt, and Ryan's rough guide to Sheffield. Welcome along. It's the travel show. It's the travel show. Travel show. It's the Sheffield travel show. Yeah. The worst, bit, the worst bits of Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can end the episode there. That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's great chatting to you guys. Yeah, great. Thank Thanks you for, for coming. Thank you very much, Roy. Yeah, all the best. <laughs> so, 
obviously the, the the reason that we are here and if you are brand new to the to the show and to the podcast thank you very much for taking the time to listen as we always say it's a bit of a strange one because we we want people to listen because we need people to listen so we can keep doing this and get a message out there more about chaps not speaking as much as they should do and being able to open up and also being in in an environment which is conducive for that conversation to actually lead somewhere productive but at the same time we don't want people to listen because it means you've lost your child you're in pain and some people listening their friends have lost a child and they're looking for ways to support their friends that is why we're here we are now just over two years into it and i would say we're on episode 46 tonight so We've uh, we've got Roy on, who we we've been speaking to actually. Well, Matt's been speaking to Roy just uh, through our social media for a few months, trying to arrange the date. Because Roy's recently um, got back from quite the adventure, which um, all the way down in New Zealand, and uh, we'll we'll get stuck into all of that. But as we say to everyone, Roy, take as much time as you need. Tell us about what happened with you and uh, and and your wife as well, and and your loss and your losses. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've had two losses landing by just really recently. Me and Mim have been together quite a long time, uh, 14 years. So we met at university with, I'm 35, Mim's just turned 35. We're, we're both really adventurous and really outdoorsy. We, we met through the love of climbing. And then we got married at the age of 24, which is reflecting back. I was just, I was a little child at 24, yeah. getting married. I was like, yeah. looking back at those pictures, you don't, just thinking, You wow. don't think so at the time, do you? I was, I was 24 <laughs> when I got married too, yeah. Looking back now, I was like, still wet behind the ears. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Be careful so what you say. <laughs> we, yeah, got married. And then um, six months after that, Mim got quite poorly. She got a virus and got a, a heart condition called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. <laughs> Um, or POTS, which is abbreviated to. Yeah. She was really ill and was ill for about five years, fluctuating between ability to walk maybe 100 metres, but also in a wheelchair at some points oh, um, for quite a lot of that. So she was really ill. So that took up a huge part of our lives in our sort of late 20s. And it was a lot about her recovery and her getting better. And, and to be honest, having children was completely off the cards. She was on a certain medication that was like, yeah, we were told that we can't have children. And and it was like kind of one of those things where we were like, well, it's, it's not even a possibility. And also Min was way too, way too poorly to, to be able to even think about that. Um, and then as time went on, about 2016, 2017, she started to get better because we, we did a lot of things with diet and medication and exercise programs and stuff. But she got better and a lot better. And in 2017, she ran the Sheffield Half Marathon. Then from then, that time after that, from 2017 to sort of COVID time, we just tried to do as much adventure stuff as possible. Sorry, carry on, Roy. It's all right. Uh, the, 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 you guys are right. Ryan's going to get his plug for the laptop. He just, just ran off. As one it's all right. You're not that bored already. So, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Ryan, just, <laughs> just wondering what he's doing. Yeah. No, no, it takes Ryan about five, ten minutes to settle down, doesn't yeah, it? Like, you're, quite, you're quite outdoorsy then by the sounds of it. Quite adventurous. You like to do these, like the, the trips. Yeah, absolutely. So we did a lot of cycling and started cycling a lot and stuff. And Min was really well. And then COVID happened and we were mm. kind of like, started to think about kids, maybe. Yeah. Um, but then we were like, oh, well. COVID times, probably not a good idea and hospitals and stuff. And then one point, things just like flipped for us both. And we decided that we, we both wanted to like expand our family. Yeah. 
Mim fell pregnant in early 2001, which we were really happy about. Yeah. The, there was no sort of questions about Mim's previous health. She was super healthy and super fit. Excellent. And there was like, she didn't have this this condition anymore. So it just so. felt like the right, although Corona was about, but it felt like, you know, it was the right time, wasn't it? The cards were aligned. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I don't know what you guys think, but it just felt, it was almost like a decision that was taken out of our hands. It was like, yeah. like we've, we've kind of got to do, this feels like the right thing to do now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mim fell pregnant and had a really healthy pregnancy. Yeah. Normal scans and everything was like absolutely fine, no concerns at all. Lenny was growing and then Mim went into labour on the day that I broke up from school for the Christmas holidays, going to teach her. Well, I was a teacher. So we came home, Mim was really relaxed, went into labour, um, was labouring at home for a while. Yeah. Everything was going really well. We contacted the hospital when things were like progressing more and we were like, right, you know, they said, Stay at home for another hour, see see mm. how things go, um, and see whether you dilate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then Mim's waters broke, and we noticed that there was meconium in the waters, and we were like, right, we'd, we'd need to go to hospital now. Yeah. Mim walked into the hospital, which was incredible. <laughs> Everything seemed all right. Yeah. There was not a massive concern. Nobody was, like, really worried or anything. Everyone was like, all oh, right, okay, meconium in the, in the waters, which is not hugely uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, probably need to deliver the baby quite soon. We got put into a consultant-led room, and I was like, in my head, I was like, "Oh, what? Don't you want to? Don't we want to be in like a water birth or something like yeah. that?" And Mim was like, "No, no, this is a little bit more serious than that." I was like, "Oh yeah, isn't it? It's going to be nice." It's like, I don't know what you think. Is that you're just happy because it's the Christmas holidays have started, isn't it? You know, it's the last yeah, day. It's cool. <laughs> I just remember how buzzing I was when yeah. I was riding home, just thinking, right. Next time I come back into work, yeah. I'll have a baby here. Exactly. And yeah. I'll have a month off, you know, with Christmas holidays and my paternity leave. It'll be really nice, yeah. you know. This is this is great timing, really. Perfect, yeah. Then Mim was sort of progressing. She was fully, they, they, they measured her cervix and she was fully dilated. So she walked in fully dilated. And then they were like, right, you can start pushing. Yeah. It was about probably an hour and they were like, mm. they were. Me- they had a, a measurement on the baby, and they were on on Lenny, and he had a heartbeat. But they were like, they were concerned, but they were not like, oh my goodness, yeah. this baby's going to die. Concerned. What was the communication like? How did, how were you feeling at this moment? Did you feel obviously, you know, as we've spoke a lot, especially from the from the angle, you know, you're watching your other half, you're watching your wife give birth, you have no control over ev- uh, over anything. You might not understand any of the terminologies being used. What were you were you kept in the loop? How were you feeling? Where was your head at at, the, at this moment? Yeah, it's a really good question. That it was really mixed. I was obviously had this concern, but I ca- you kind of think naively, "Oh, everything will be all right." Yeah, it'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, <laughs> which I think everybody thinks all the time. It's like, oh, you know, we'll just you know, th- things will work. It out won't happen to me. All these mm. like horrible tragedies are really rare. Mm. You're not really told about them as as parents, as new like new parents to be. Nobody says like, "Oh, well, there's there's these risks," but nobody says, "Well." the risks could mean your baby dies. Nobody says that. Nobody says those words. And it's like, I think that's something that people need to start saying. (laughs) Yeah, we've talked about, yeah, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Like, it's very difficult, isn't it? It's very kind of find that balance of 
you're speaking to parents who are going to be hopefully giving birth successfully. And when, at which point do you then enter into conversation about what you're saying, Roy, about like this may not end well, you know, because we've said, haven't we already, that why would parents plan to, to have a baby if this was the end outcome? You just wouldn't do There's it. There's no part of that that crosses your mind, isn't it? There's something no. you've said yeah, a lot. Yeah. And Hindsight as well. I would much rather somebody scare the shit out of me now by saying this can happen, this can happen, this can happen, and this can happen, yeah. and take away the naivety uh, yeah. so that you're fully aware of of what can happen, especially yeah. on, on a first pregnancy. Yeah. So it's that brutal honesty. Obviously, it's, it's different for different people, but Roy said it, Ryan yourself, how about you? Would you prefer to have that just immediately? I think no sugar yeah. coating with anything. You I just need to know where you stand. Yeah, what Roy said, I think now you've been through it, isn't it, Roy? Like, it's like, yeah. I think, I think, you, we see this in everyday life all the time. You know, we know the risks of driving a car. You, you, you're very aware. There's, there's commercials about. Well, if you yeah. don't drive, if you drive a car, it's dangerous, and you, you speed, and you wear, a, you don't wear a seatbelt, you'll yep. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink, yeah. drink driving. Drink driving's another one. You drink know, driving, using yep. your phone, you know, drugs people, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. People are always aware of that, and yep. you're aware of the risks when you go yeah, into those sorts of things. Yeah. To, to be like like you guys say, mm. to just be like naive to it yeah. and just think, oh, well, we'll push that out. We'll not talk about it. The consequence for people that have lost a child is yeah. so massive. Yeah. Yeah. Spot uh, on. And actually it'd be interesting for, for those people that are watching this evening um, on, on the live stream, if, if anybody has any differing comments that they'd like to make regarding that and whether you know in hindsight they would like to have been made aware of the risks and and so forth would be interesting to see if there are any people Mm. on the on the uh the stream this evening who who have an opinion on that and then we can we can put those comments out as well and even if you're not watching live you're listening to this whenever it is then do the same. You can just drop us a message uh, either through the comments on our Instagram or through the website because we will, we, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic that we, we, we cover from various different angles quite a lot. So it'll be interesting to see what, what you think on that. Where do we go from here then, Roy? What happens next? Mim's labour was progressing. They, they were worried about the CTG, so it's like Lenny's heart measurements. They could tell that it was his heart, but they were like, this baby needs to be delivered sort of in, I think, with, we found out now it needed Lenny needed to be delivered in a, in a certain amount of time right. due to like the codes in which they they say in the hospital. So they they contacted the registrar. The registrar registrar came after about fifteen minutes, and then Lenny was delivered shortly after that. But he wasn't breathing, um, and we kind of knew that lots of babies may have a certain amount of meconium aspiration, and they need a bit of resuscitation. Yeah. And we thought, I kind of thought, oh, well, they'll, you know, they'll give him a shake and yeah. a rub and a bit of oxygen and stuff and he'll, he'll come around. Yeah, he was lay on the, the sort of resuscitation table next to Mim and I was on the other side of the bed. They were trying to resuscitate him and it just kept going on and on and on. And it was like, shit. Yeah. This is really bad. This is, this is not good. And I... I've worked in a hospital before. I used to work as a, a healthcare assistant years and years ago. Right. Um, so I know the sounds and they, they called the arrest call at some point and I just thought, oh shit, this is bad. This is really bad. Ignorance um, is bliss, isn't it, Roy? Yeah, and then like everything started to come crushing down and I was like, I kept looking at the clock 
and I, I'm from a, like a sort of I'm knowing that 20 minutes has passed and he's not taken a breath yet and I'm thinking oh no like yeah this is horrible no person should be in this position and then then the 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 anesthetist who was who was trying to resuscitate Lenny turned around to me and I'll never ever forget that face he turned around to me and said I'm really sorry there's nothing more we can do and like I was like everything everything's broken like what what it's interesting what you said about the look in um yeah in the person's eyes because I I had that with Callie when we lost Callie I'll I'll, I'll take that look with me forever because neither me or Crystal were there for Callie's birth, but when the doc when the doctor came into the room, she has to deliver the news. But how do you deliver that news to to another human being? Really, right? You know, I know they're professionals, but they're also human, right? And and and, yeah. and I could tell, you know, as, as you said there, you can you can just tell, you know, you can you can tell with the look, with the body language, that something ain't right here, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. Does, and this is going to sound like a really ignorant question, but this is for for all of you. Do you do you believe it? You know that that moment, like you've you just been describing. Oh. <laughs> that's a good question, Dan. Because that's a, that's a, yeah, it, no, yeah. I didn't, and I still didn't believe it. Either. I mean, ours was slightly different, Roy, in, in the respect that we found out on a Friday that. Lily's heart had stopped just shy of thirty-seven weeks, mm. and were sent home. Um, on the Friday evening and then had to go back into hospital on the Sunday and Amy gave birth to Lily then. And even when uh, Amy was giving birth and, and was in labour and was under every drug, any drug that she wanted because there was going to be no effect or anything like that on, on the baby, mm-hmm. even when oh, yeah. Lily was, was born, you still expected a cry. Yeah. You still expect it because that's... Maybe they've got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I was just thinking, right. oh, it's all, it's all going to be fine. They've got Happy it wrong. Ending, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's like but, a movie, you know. And it was just... It was just... Why it was silent. It was a... De- that I've tried to explain it in the past. It was like a deafening silence. And that's yeah. the point, right? Deafening yeah. silence. And it's deaf... And, and what I mean by that yeah. is that the... It's almost like you've got so much going on inside your own head and mm. your own awareness of what's going on in that room and you just look around and everything visually is screaming at you and it's 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 almost like this big car crash this massive explosion of emotion and everything but nobody's saying anything do you know the only way you can sort of explain it in Mm. that respect is if you put something in your mouth that that is like quite strong in taste or something and you just get like a, a burst of yeah, like flavor a and spite or a spice or something, yeah, something like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it was like, but, like, but, but silence and mentally oh, yeah, and yeah. visually and everything, and and it was just deafening, absolutely deafening, in in just so many ways. It was just yeah, it was horrific. Thank you for sharing that, Roy, because I yeah, can thanks, I, we can see or you know that's not an easy thing to kind of tell back, right? You know, no, no, it, it's not. And I've told a lot of people the story, and like I don't mind sharing the story, mm. but it's just. I think for anybody, it's it's just heartbreaking. It's just a tragic story, and but it, it's part of my story and it's part of Lenny's story, and Absolutely. that's really important to me. So thanks, thanks for listening to it. Well, thanks, no. thanks for speaking. And how long did it take you? How how did you immediate? Obviously, we've got more to more to come with with this story, but just those initial, like we are doing now. We're sat in a room, we're speaking about things, and you're hearing 
um, I guess, you know, points which are relatable from their, their own circumstances with Ryan yeah, yeah. And, and with Matt. But for you to actually f- first talk to, to somebody and obviously the first conversation you have with, with your wife, Min, isn't it? Mim? Min? Mim, yeah. Mim, sorry, I know she's watching. I'm Dan, or idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Or Baldy. Or Baldy, yeah. 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 Uncle Fester, that's it. He's put his head on the wrong way. I'll I'll continue with the story and it'll probably make a bit more sense about where we were talking about it. So Lenny was there and he was left on the table and we're in this like room of carnage. And I just kind of said to everybody, could you just just all leave? Mm. I just asked everybody to leave the room. And I just cuddled Mim while we were there and we just looked at Lenny and I was just like, I was just thinking in my head, how the fuck are we going to survive this? Yeah. Well, yeah. And how, what we're going to do. Like, there was no, you're right, there was no noise. It was all dead. And it was felt so wrong that the fact that this baby should be hearing, it sh- that baby should be crying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sound that you should hear, and then you're hearing some babies outside, and you're like, "Oh and, my and goodness!" Like, again, yeah, we you, get this we, every we're episode. We're talking now, about yeah. that, yeah. Like it's that whole. It's it's so cruel, isn't it? When you think, like, look yeah. back, and then and then you start. Yeah. I imagine you start questioning, like, yeah. <laughs> why me? Like, why yeah. why the fuck has excuse my language? But why the fuck has this happened to me? Like, you know, in it, everyone else out there is getting what they wanted. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. got what I wanted, and that uh, I just yeah, but you can't. That's it. Like, can't figure it out. I was exactly like that. I was totally like that, Matt. I was like, mm. "Why me? This is completely not fair." Um, and we got moved to a bereavement room a little bit um, later on. Um, the meadow that they call it. I don't know why it's called the meadow. It's just a, it's a cold room yeah. that's full of like sadness. So f- like like the opposite yeah. opposite yeah. of a meadow. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was fine. And they put Lenny in there in a cold cot and mm. we spent some time with him and things. And Mim was the one that said to me really early on, she was like, I said, why me? And she was just like, why not us though? This happens. Yeah. Why not us? And I was just like, oh my goodness. You make me look like a complete knob in the time of complete despair. <laughs> she just has this endless compassion for for people and, and others. And she was like, even though a baby died and she'd lost that baby, she was like, she said, is that student? Because there was a student midwife in there with us yeah. when when Lenny was being delivered. And she was like, oh, is that student midwife okay? Oh, wow. Like checking on other people. And so that's just her nature. like of Just nature. her nature of just being like super wow. caring and kind and thoughtful about other people rather than you. your baby's just died. And I don't know. She's an incredible woman, obviously. Again, we've like, mentioned this. It's just why does it happen to people that clearly are, are good you're totally right. And uh, you, you play through all of those things. And my grief journey since then has been like, you go through like thoughts of everything. You, you go through religion and afterlife and atheism and like yeah. all these different thoughts of is the world just chaos or, or like you just, I don't know, you think about everything. You're just questioning every belief that you have in this it's, tiny microcosm of life, isn't it? In such a small moment. I question, I don't know what whether you guys question this but I questioned and it's going to come across really bizarre how I say this but I questioned every prickish decision I'd made in the in the past as far as selfishness is concerned like I give us an example probably supporting the Albion for one but I mean <laughs> but like <laughs> but <laughs> as in 
as in like karma. Yeah, I guess so. Like if if I'd made the decision in my life that had hurt someone else, okay, right? That's yeah. what that kind of decision. And that, look, uh, you know, we talk about mm. you know the, the the rawness of this podcast and stuff, and 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 you know, no one is completely perfect. Right. You know, I, I some people will claim they are, but they're not. Right. Everyone has made decisions in the past. They've made things, you know, yeah. they've made selfish decisions at the point because they felt that was the right thing to do for them, even though it wasn't for someone else. And that, and in this moment, I questioned, I really did question, OK, it's because I did that. This is why it's happening, right? Oh, okay. So there was a link to it. So you, you suddenly got very retrospective about yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was, like, was this yeah. immediately or was this after time? Because I think part of growing uh, up, especially, I read something the other day like men don't finally fully mature until we're forty-five. I'm still the date, six which years means off, explains a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which means it makes a lot of sense that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> I'm going to finally mature this September. <laughs> I'll be the first. I'll let you know how it goes. I've just got four years to go, so, so that's fine. Yeah, it's Matt's not even in his 40s yet. So was it, do you see what I mean? It ha you have this evolution anyway as a character. Yeah. It, but did it accelerate it, I guess, is no, the short I, version. I, I think, well, I don't think you've got any choice but to kind of grow yeah. up, okay. I suppose. Um, of course, it's retrospective. I think it's like looking at your life as a whole. Yeah. yeah. But there's no logic behind it. There's no, there, there isn't because no, there's not. It was we've just, talked about this before. Your brain's rational; like, it's finding a way to comfort you, isn't it? Through yeah. Okay, so this action led to this. You find a way to compartmentalize things. Is that the right? Just yeah. to you need to find a way to make yourself feel better about something. I was you, just about you, to that's say that's it, right? Yeah. You try and find logic behind what's happened. So it's almost like you were trying right. to find a way to justify that you deserved it, and that's it. Which and I, and I'm sure that yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Human beings love cause and effect, don't they? They yeah, love like yeah, action yeah. reaction, which is like I do this and this happens. Yep. With with bereavement or certainly baby loss, child bereavement, it's like there's there's not off there's sometimes just not that cause and effect. And usually you yep. get pregnant and then you have a baby. The effect is not something that you can like rationalize or yeah. it doesn't make any logical sense. I think you're speaking I think you're speaking brilliantly. So yeah. don't worry about cutting any corners. Take all the time that you need. Like we say, we do this live one and then I mean it's gonna take me half the night just to edit out Matt swearing in tonight's episode anyway. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry uh, as well. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Look, it's yeah. grown up it's a grown up podcast. So yeah. just con continue continue the story from from that moment. I, I think I missed this bit out, but Lenny was really tangled in his cord. Mm. That that's the that was the main cause of death for Lenny. Okay. So when they when they pulled him out, they checked it around his neck, but his cord was caught over his shoulder and round and through his leg. So it was a combination of the meconium aspiration and the cord entanglement that that caused Lenny to die right right at the end of right at the end stages of of labour. We knew that it was the cord was really tight right, okay, okay. when when they delivered him, and they were a bit like oh. But you know, babies come. Babies have meconium aspiration and, yeah. and cord entanglements, and and they do live. And we thought that well, for an instant that mm. it might be all right, but obviously, obviously not. Roy, can I ask you? Did did um, with regard to the cord strangulation and and what have you? Did that? Did you have a post mortem and and histology of placenta or anything like that? Yeah, we absolutely did because it was intrapartum stillbirth. There's a debate to actually whether it was intrapartum stillbirth, mm. which is like stillbirth during the during the end parts of labour or during the delivery, or whether it was neonatal death because mm. of um, they may have detected a heartbeat during the resuscitation, but mm. th there's debate to that. So 
I don't know. To me, it doesn't really matter whether you call it intrapartum stillbirth or neonatal death. Like my baby died, and that's that's the reality to me. Yeah. yeah. But for later on, we had a we had a HCV investigation, which yep. is a national investigation, um, by health and yeah. health and safety investigation board. Yeah. Which was really difficult. But yeah, we we went through a post mortem, which is not. <laughs> nobody should have to go through that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like a month after your baby's died. No. Yeah, that's a real difficult period, isn't it? It really yeah. is. You're having to register your baby within five days of it of your baby dying. Uh, you're having to organise a funeral. You're having to like discuss whether you're going to have a post-mortem and find out a post-mortem because it's quite significant. For me, for us, yeah. like coming from us, like me and my wife like, both have science backgrounds and we're like, well, yeah, we, we want to find out as much information as we possibly can. And then all these investigations, which, to be honest, weren't handled amazingly well. Can I ask? Uh, can I ask Roy at this point? Can I ask? Did, so did Lenny get? Did Lenny have to go away? Obviously for a post mortem. Did he like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because so, I, I just want to pick up on this point because I don't know how you feel about this moment. Because again, I this 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 is why I touched upon the um, how hard this this bit was because when Callie went away, she was away for a month, but. I really struggled with that moment and I've struggled since um, at times with that is because I always felt when Callie was born, there was always someone with her. Mm. Even when she went to the chapel arrest, there was always someone yeah. at the chapel arrest with her. She was never on her own. And I really worried that she was left just in a room yeah. like on her, on her own. And I couldn't, I, I, even now thinking can, about yeah. that, that's like, that really hits well, it's, like, it's, it's, it's your baby. It's my daughter, man. It's still my, on her own, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I get that. You know, so yeah, I just wondered how, how you kind of dealt with that. Yeah, it's interesting that. I think everybody's experience is different and how they feel about those situations. And for us, it was like, we were in the, this room for two days, I think. But it got to the point where, for us, it was like, Lenny had left the room because he was alive and we kind of saw him alive for an instant and then he died. It was like we were holding that really, that living baby and the pictures, we don't have loads of pictures because of a number of reasons, but those pictures look Lenny like a really healthy little baby. And being in the cold cart, he changed a lot. We got to the point where it was, he changed so much that it was enough. It was hard to see him, even though he was our little boy. And that was just, that was really tragic. We always realised that we've got to leave the hospital at some point. I mean, I I, I wanted to leave the hospital straight away. Okay. I, I said to we were, Lenny had just died, and I was sat next to him. And I said to the uh, the midwife that was in the room, Emily, who's who's literally saved our lives twice. I said to her, "Can we go home now?" Because I was like, "I don't want this to happen. I just need to reset the day. I want to go home. I can't like yeah. let's go home. Let's play this day again. Just just denial. Yeah, reset. I had the polar opposite. Or you where to stay. I wanted to stay because I felt safe. Okay, yeah. with with the oh, medical professionals that were there, I almost felt like I felt like a child again, okay. and that like you needed looking after. Right, that's how I felt. It makes I can understand. I suppose because you lose all your direction in life in a sense yeah, at that just, point, don't just you? Just complete like, that. You know. I mean, we had a lot of people come into the room 
because we we were very similar. We we went to a, a room after after Lily had been born, um, and it was off the main corridor that takes you down to a postnatal ward. And again, you can see all these people walking down with car seats, balloons, all this sort of stuff to their babies that are living. And we're in this little room, which, like you say, is is there for a reason, and it's the possibly the saddest room on the in the hospital, if you like. But we had a lot of people in the room who came to meet Lily. We had a blessed and stuff like that. And but for me, I felt like I just felt like a child again, and that I needed looking after. And not just me, I felt like me and Amy needed looking after because I get that. for me, and I think I've I've said this before, and and, and I've we've had guests who have said this as well was seeing Amy going through labor and the, and like the sheer pain and you know, that a woman goes through, through labor for nothing at the end of it didn't sit right with me. That really was not good for me. I didn't like watching that. I didn't like seeing that. I didn't like experiencing that as much as it hurt me knowing that my, my daughter was, was being born. And for me, it was seeing Amy in so much, pain just didn't sit right with me before i forget roy because you mentioned about the hcb investigation not yeah. i'm not sure if you heard it and for anyone else who's uh, maybe going through some legal processes too we've got a two-part episode with chris watson which we did i think it was around december november december time late last year so i'll put the link in the description to those as well because i think uh, that's still ongoing isn't it for as far as i know I believe so. so yeah and if you've not heard it it might be worth a listen because the yeah, like we yeah. say it's a two-parter and he goes quite deep into those processes with yeah. chris and kerry after their loss so put the link in the description for that amy's just commented as in my wife amy <laughs> is obviously watching at home and what have you and she's just said to me what question mark question mark question mark question mark we had a blessed how did i miss this and again that oh, just wow. shows doesn't it? It just shows wow. how how you're present in the room, but, but emotionally you're not there. Because oh wow, and and I could even tell you the person who blessed her, which is bizarre. How I remember that because I, I'm not religious in the slightest, yeah. and any and I've always said you know I, I have I hold no grudge against people that yeah, yeah. that are in religion. Well, you believe your what beliefs. Having, your beliefs are, are beliefs. I think we cover the whole spectrum in the room. Yeah, and absolutely. Us, yeah. And any beliefs that I had prior to losing Lily, in my opinion, I completely lost at that point yeah. because I thought to myself, if there is somebody, why yeah, has yeah. that yeah. bastard done that to me? Well, no, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. But I could. It was a lad I went well, to school with. It was his dad. Oh, well. <laughs> I remember him now, Reverend Boyd. But Amy's just no. Amy has no wow. recollection of it, but but like I say, that just goes to show how you can be present in a room in person, yeah. but you're not there emotionally. Yeah. Well, I said yeah. I, I I had to drive home to get some stuff because we knew we were going to stay in the hospital. Looking back, that was the most dangerous drive I probably ever. Were you made. on your own? There was no no one else there with you. No, but, oh, I don't know how you did that. Do you remember the journey? Well, the only reason I remember is because one of my mates phoned me on the way home because he'd seen my status on Facebook and yeah. he said. Please don't tell me what's happened is true. And I said, yeah. And for I think because he phoned me, that kept Snaps my back in. kept my concentration, I think. And then obviously I had to drive and I and I drove back, but on the way out of the house, one of my sister in laws turned up and they caught me just as I was leaving. So again, I don't know whether that put my concentration back ready for the drive back. Possibly. But looking back now, what what Ross just said, it was probably the most stupid thing I ever did on my own. But then We've, we've talked about logic tonight and, and, and yeah. stuff, and you just don't... You make the decision at that point that you think is right, but driving back on my own, 
I mean, I'm surprised anyone let me well, do it. So right. you just weren't... Th- so, yeah, you weren't, like, driving recklessly. No, no, but, like, I, but... By the way, if there's any police listening, uh, Matt was using hands-free. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also say that the... Um, the drive home was the single hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Right. Of all the things that I've done, yeah. which is a lot of like adventures and whatever, in, in the 35 years that I've lived, driving home from the hospital, mm. leaving your child there. That's mad. Yeah, it's mad. That's the hardest thing that I've ever done. Ever, fact. Hands down. Both psychologically and physically, it takes it out of you as well. Because yeah, I, totally. I remember crying like so uncontrollably yeah. that I felt absolutely exhausted yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. empty just empty yeah I, I'm, I'm with you there Roy that yeah. that, yeah, yeah that I, c- yeah. I couldn't even tell you my drive home but that, I just remember crying all the way home and yeah. just thinking like I was driving about I was driving down the dual carriageway just at literally probably about 15 mile an hour I was mm. just like I just, yeah I don't know so it's interesting to, to to hear about that maybe in, you know on, on future episodes as well because that yeah the emotional aspect and you're just not there so the, all no. these i mean some you know quite often i forget to do you know the, the stupid little things in life that you forget to do anyway but just have these have these moments when there's just like the message you got from amy yeah um just not remembering parts of your journey home until and i can see you thinking about it now no, no, yeah yeah. He, yeah and and until the something happens and you, and, and you zone back in and, and what you said as well roy so if anyone has anything that they'd like to add to that like we say you can do it on the live chat or you can message us if you're not watching the uh if you're listening back to this new podcast provider at a at a later date thank you so much for everything that you've said so far I think it's a really interesting episode Roy if you just want to pick up on the next the next step, the next and, step. and what happens so, um, moving forward from them we left the hospital after a couple of days that journey home was was truly horrendous and then we were just you're just in survival mode aren't you and you're just trying to live a day at a time unfortunately we didn't have anybody coming to the hospital to meet Lenny which is a regret that right. we had but was that through choice? Uh, was this, was, uh, was this, sorry, was this during lockdown? Men's family all had COVID at the time. Oh, right, gosh, right, yeah. yeah cool. My parents were in another country. Right. And it was like, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. I didn't, you look back and you think about the actions that you take and you think, right, I wish I'd done that. And you have all, everybody has regrets. I yeah. think as bereaved parents, you have a certain degree of regret. And like from the episodes that I listen to, everybody has some regret and you're kind of like punishing yourself for that regret. And I have loads of those and we could could do a whole episode on the regrets that I have. Be careful what you say. Matt will book book you in for that. Yeah, (laughs) We'll call it regret. (laughs) All life regret. (laughs) Loads of others of those. Should we just let Matt run that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You and Matt just talking about regret. He'll just bang on about the Albion for an hour. (laughs) No, not many people do, Roy. (laughs) Including the fan. I'm not going there. The fundamental regret is that you don't bring the baby home. Yeah. And that's what's clicked with me is that, and I've learned this year, is that the regret that you fundamentally have and you want to try and say, oh, well, I didn't take enough photos or I didn't do this or I didn't do that, is that the regret is. That your baby's not here with you. Yeah. That's the regret yeah. that you have. And ultimately, and Roy, the, re- the regret that's there um, is not your fault. Yeah. Because because sometimes when we regret doing things, we regret it because of a choice that we've made. You regret your own actions. You regret, yeah. you regret your action, don't you? And ultimately, your 
it's almost to some extent, it's not a regret, is it? Because it's not your actions that have caused the outcome. It's more of a... Yeah, what is the word? I don't actually know what the word is. I, I understand <laughs> what Roy's yeah. saying in yeah, regards yeah. to the regret because you're not able, you know, you weren't able to bring Lenny home. It's almost like a, I really don't know what the word is. Um, yeah, but, and you beat yourself up about the fact that the regret is like, oh, should we have done this or yeah. should we have done that? Yeah, and yeah. They're all they're all consequences that you could have maybe changed yeah. something. Oh, if we'd gone to the hospital a week earlier and asked mm. for an induction, what if my child might be here? Again, big, big those things, sorts yeah. of things. Yeah, that like that there are out your hands. You're dead right. That there yeah. lots of these the regrets are out of your control, but. And it's easy to say things like, you know, the platitudes to degree, isn't it? Because it's stuff you already know, you know, oh, don't punish yourself, blah, blah. But it's, it's not as simple as just saying that to somebody and them going, oh, oh, yeah, I'm all right now. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not how it works, Absolutely. is it? Absolutely. How did you deal with that, Roy, in regard to the, you know, we speak to a lot of blokes and, and we've said it ourselves, myself and Matt, in, in regard to the male control aspect of things. Because, you know, men historically are the fixers the providers the ones that can fit jan's sitting here laughing because Sorry, i'm just clarifying for any american members that blokes means guys <laughs> yeah in in regard to that like for me it was very much that i can't control this i can't stop this i haven't been able to do anything to stop this from happening which then ultimately leads to the regret in that you haven't then been able to do anything to be able to stop that or like you say you know going to hospital if you've felt the tiniest little twinge or whatever it may be and the what ifs and if only we'd done this if only we'd done that and you beat yourself up and you constantly question yourself about why didn't i do this why didn't i do that it's because... guilt isn't it it's guilt yeah yeah it's guilt yeah, how, it's how guilt. did you cope with with that i mean is that how you felt did you have that you know typical male response of the of the control thing the lack of control so therefore it made you question i think that to some extent yeah i think those emotions just change so much don't they i think like you're so you you're out it's completely out of your control and you become really vulnerable and like you said you probably like regress to that like childhood state and feel like a kid mm. where you've got no control and mm. everything's out of your control and you're looking for people to try and like fix the problem or solve the problem and and also think as an adult one of the hardest things is allowing yourself to be vulnerable yeah, you know, especially as a bloke as well, allowing yourself to mm. be vulnerable and and allowing yourself to grieve, allow yourself so, to it's those old stereotypes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and uh, I mean, man up, man up, man up. Yeah, exactly. I and term. I hate that term as well. Oh, it's horrible. It, it, it is, and but you hear it. You I do. Still, I still, I still hear it now. Yeah, yeah you do. I think, yeah. and I mean, I say to a lot of blokes on the one to ones that are, that I that I do is that you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You have to allow yourself mm. to be open and and to to open up to express exactly you how you're feeling. can't read a book that's not open. I mean, it's the dumbest thing to say, isn't it? But that's, <laughs> it's, that's, that's, how, that's the truth. You yeah, never no, judge your book by its cover, do you? <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to start doing inspirational quotes now. <laughs> My, I, many... I've written loads, <laughs> I have, yeah, mate. Have you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, you yourself. Many, many times during my life, I've tried to read a book with the cover shut, and uh, I've got quite a long way. To be fair. Yeah, but your I mean, book's right, only got yeah. pictures in them. Exactly, well. yeah. yeah. I mean, pop, no, pop-up the books. Book. Pop-up books. What I'm going to ask, um, Roy, because I think we've been on for an hour, and I think you've spoken so, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's flown. I've only just noticed now. I think it's it's been great, but we're, we're not, I don't even think we're halfway through the story, are we? And we've got so no, much, and I want to make sure lot. that 
everything's had done is given justice. So I don't want to get into this amount of detail and then just have to rush through. So would you be okay in and joining us again soon? For yeah, yeah. to continue this story, yeah, I, think, I can actually. I mean, I'm, well, I think if we we just add, we could just probably add an extra week in, couldn't we? Like, dude, what we do you know what I mean? We're like, got one it, next Sunday. We've got the football match, don't we? Next Sunday, it's an afternoon, isn't right. it? Yeah, I'll be drunk this time. Nah, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, we've, we've we, yeah, what we'll do, I think the best thing to just do is just let me know, and I can be quite but, flexible. But it, I'd like so, yeah. it to be soon, though. I think it needs yeah, to be I think soon. That's, what, that's so. what I was going to suggest next week. It'd be good to get another full length, another full length episode. You know. There's a lot of love out there for you, Roy. We've just had a comment from um, Richard that says, thank you so much. Thank you so much, lads, and especially to you, Roy, for your honesty. You have brought so much back to me that I could feel in the pit of my stomach, which is actually very helpful. Our drive home was horrendous. In hindsight, I don't know how I managed it. Um, so we need to go deeper on that, on that in another episode. Because Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that message. But what, what I think the best thing to do is, obviously, Roy, I'll... I'll I'll send you an email in the morning once we've had a look at the... You know we're live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Telling him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Telling our guests as well that we're organised. Oh, we're yeah. organised. That illusion. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, we are. Yeah, um, Roy, thank you so much. Yeah, because we've gone into... Do you, do you want to stop now then? Or do you want to go on a little bit longer? Well, or? yeah, we'll, we'll carry on for a few more minutes. But I think we'll save, uh, you know, because you've given us so much detail about Lenny and that that emotional side of things and, cool. and those journeys with the... I know you've, um, you've recently got back from New Zealand and also... You know, you had it wasn't just one loss. You had, yeah, you, had, you no, know, you had no. another loss, wasn't it? Was it by by yeah? And that was this year, and completely that, independent as well. Yeah, not linked at all as as far as we were aware, which is even more tragic. So it's like and with them know, being one rare thing and then another rare thing happening. It's um, and so close to each other too, which I think is just. I mean, that way you've you've handled things. Obviously, you know you're on a you're on a show and you're with people that you've not met before but you, you know when you just get a sense of someone and how they're dealing with yeah, no, with, with yeah, something yeah. and, you, and you are that a million percent and that's why we we want to get you back on for you know to get in depth with that and also yeah i think you know like like people that have lost a child know it's yeah. it's ups and downs and yeah. it's you know it's not always like it's not always easy Could I've, you... I've, I've not been back at work at all Oh really? I've not gone back to work. Yeah. Is there um, any? Is there any? What's What's the future with that hold then? Any thoughts? Um, any ideas at the minute? I'm not going to go back to teaching. Yeah. At all. Uh, did you, Roy, did, is that because um? Because so when... I was signed off sick. Sorry, um, to interrupt. But yeah, no, I was signed for... off sick for uh, a while, and then I just, it just didn't feel. I just didn't feel like I could go back. What's the type of What's the school like, Roy? That you work, that you work at? Um, is it a tough school is or it... is it? It's a it's a it's a fire it's a good it's a nice school in Sheffield. Um, um, it was just there was it's very difficult teaching as you know Ryan. Mm. It's not as simple as just going back to an office job. No, yeah, yeah. It's not as simple as like going back and just sitting behind a computer and not really communicating with them. You've got to be on form. You you're in this act. You're in this act. You're, in this, yeah, like, you're, an actor. you're yeah. putting this show yeah. on. Yeah. And I just felt like I yeah. could go back. Well, it's a job where you need to communicate, isn't it? So it's to be yeah, exactly what he's. It'd be interesting to see people, the amount of people who go through a loss who suddenly have a career change, or mm. because it's something that we've with a few of our guests. It happens just, a lot. Yeah, from, from yeah. you know during that time we had a lot of counselling and things, and she was our counsellor was saying that you know lots mm. of people change careers. Yeah, I I asked that Roy because. You know, obviously, I we I was what were we? We were uh, six months into my NQT, yeah, and wow. um, 
<clears throat> I worked in a in a difficult school. It was in and I don't want to characterise. It was in the middle of three very very tough council estates where the kids preferred to be in school because they got noticed in school rather than being at home. And one thing that I massively struggled with was kids that would play up, kids that yeah, were just yeah. naughty for the sake of being naughty because they wanted the attention. And, and mm. my sort of stance on it was, like, you don't realise you've got an opportunity in life which m my daughter hasn't got because she's not yeah. here. Um, and I could quite easily have given... I mean, I stayed in teaching for a little bit longer, but eventually left i could have left then you got angry with it really. oh you got really so you've angry. gone into depth on yeah. this a few yeah. yeah yeah really angry to be honest ryan i heard you say that really early on mm. um when we just lost lenny and we found out about lenny may foundation and i listened to some of your stuff and i remember i remember reading that you were a teacher and that you left for that reason and it really resonated with me and i was just like that's so true mm. so true mm. and i ended up going into the head of year role and and what have you in the end uh, as I think a lot of PE teachers do anyway. Um, and I actually quite enjoyed doing that side of things because then I could help kids and I could mm -hmm. help them, you know, because I was the safeguarding and, and what have you and all of that aspects of things. And it was and it was good to be able to be able to help kids. So I felt like I was getting something that I'd missed for such a long time. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the anger and it was just the not being able to... I couldn't cope with kids in a classroom or out in the field or in a sports hall or what have you that were just running around like maniacs just wanting to fight everyone because that was their way of getting their anger out and for me i couldn't go and kick shit out of all the kids could i because it was, i'm not the best you know, idea. no not, exactly not the best but, idea. no but and 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 that's you know yeah it wouldn't be the best idea it's probably not the the best thing i've ever said but you know there were times yeah. where i again Deafening silence. Well, I hear what you... I mean, look, you're being honest, and that's what we're all yeah, about. Yeah. Two things. That won't be the opening quote on this edited <laughs> version. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it has to come out. In yeah, a yeah. I mean, like yeah, we, no, we mentioned, yeah. you know, you went to the football, wasn't it? And it's yeah, not like yeah. you were being a lout, but there was no, an yeah. energy that has to... Has to get out. It has to come out. It'll make you ill if it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, don't don't go... I mean, just don't beat anyone up. That's, uh, you know. no, that's true. <laughs> well, well done, Dan. That's, yeah, that's well done. my, that's my uh, moral high ground moment of the yeah. day. <laughs> Right, thank you so much. We'll get you back on. Uh, pleasure. For, for pleasure. Part, and then also we'll get stuck into, into part two of your story and uh, the loss of Bay and your trip to New Zealand. And you do have a website, don't you? Is that if you just yeah, want to... Yeah, so we've, before we've you actually leave, just a, mention, just yeah. a charity, yeah. Lenny's oh, Legacy. Nice. We've oh, got brilliant. a website. But basically it started off, me and Mim wanted to write about... So this will, we'll start this story off next time, but um, we wanted to write about how we felt about stuff. Yeah. And it started off just as a blog website okay and so I've, I've written loads of blogs on there about being a bereaved parent and just basically my thoughts and i'm not a very good writer but i just you find it, it really cathartic you find it useful yeah so uh lennyslegacy.co.uk lennyslegacy.co.uk that will be in the description if you've missed that but lennyslegacy.co.uk so we'll we'll speak more on that and also um and we'll, we'll do this very soon as well so uh Roy and matt will Matt will be in touch and we'll get that sorted out. Thank, thank you, Roy. Thank you uh, so much for coming on, especially, look, no, no loss is easy, but this is so recent and it's not one, it's, it's two, isn't it? So I really appreciate, we all appreciate and uh, everyone who's, who's dropped messages tonight as well on the stream. So, so thank you very much, Roy. Cool. Cheers.
That is uh, Roy Presswich uh, rounding off episode 46 of the Still Parents podcast. And uh, as, you, as you'll know by now, he'll be back for, for another part and we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we've got that date, that date sorted. Thank you, Roy. Thank you very much, everyone. Still Parents podcast on Instagram, stillparentspodcast.co.uk. If you'd like to come on the show, you can come on for the whole show. You can do a two-parter or you can just come on for five minutes, give us some stick and then off you, you know, tell us tell us whatever you need to say and then and then off you go, whatever you need. We are here for that. We are here for you. That's the reason why we're doing this podcast. Look after yourself and we'll be back very, very soon. Take care. Thanks. See you guys.